Hey Rich, any word on a meet and greet this year? Or do I have to make other arrangements for a hog for my freezer? Now let us know if you can. Thanks again for everything. That is a message from a friend of Bungie inquiring about the Death by Bungie third ever meet and greet. And meet is spelled M-E-A-T. The reason it's spelled M-E-A-T is because we're after meat. We're not just meeting and greeting each other and talking and hanging out. We're also after a wild hog or some other animal to fill the freezer. It's a great time. Check out the previous videos if you're unfamiliar with the meet and greet. The first ever Death by Bungie meet and greet. Four friends of Bungie and I got together and had a blast. It was the first time I ever experimented with something like that. The second ever Death by Bungie meet and greet was four times as fantastic. Sixteen friends of Bungie gathered in the woods of north central Pennsylvania at the Tioga Boar Preserve and we had a great time. Those videos are available on the YouTube channel. If you subscribe to the free, can you believe it, free email newsletter, you should be subscribed to that. On that free email newsletter on deathbybungie.com, you sign up for it on there, you can unsubscribe at any time. I will be releasing details of the third ever Death by Bungie meet and greet. I'm in the process of planning that right now, and I apologize for not getting that stuff up there sooner, for not telling you, friends of Bungie, who are interested in that sooner. A bunch of you have been hitting me up and saying, look, uh, you know, um, what are you doing? Can you let us in on when it's going to be and all that stuff? And I really appreciate you, your interest, and I'm sorry if I let you down in terms of not getting back to you sooner. That information is coming by way of email first. The folks who sign up for that free email newsletter will get the first opportunity to sign up for future meet and greets. Thanks for your interest. All hail Bungie. Well, podcast number two, our trip continues. The great death by Bungie crossbow triathlon continues. I just made that name up. Is that a good name? Yeah, sure. Kind of describes what we're doing here. Tell people what we are doing, in case this is the first version of this podcast that they have listened to. Tell them what we're doing. Today, we are driving around all over the county, and we are looking at different crossbow shops because my dad is looking to upgrade Bungie. Correct. You put it very succinctly. That's a good word, succinctly. It's a fun word to say, succinctly. The shop we were just at is one of the more popular ones in our little home county. First shop that we were at, which I gave a shout out to them in the previous version of this podcast, that guy, you know, sit and talk to me the whole day, you know, talk to me on the phone. I've talked to that guy hundreds of times. This shop has a great selection, good shop. But the, you know, I went in with the plan of trying out a new Excalibur and trying out a SWAT XP. Those are the two brands that this shop carries. Unlike the first shop, which carried primarily Ravens, this shop will not get a shop shout out from me. And the reason for that is um, I'm not inclined to say bad things about people, but I'm, you know, when people are good, I want to give them all the credit they deserve. But I'm not going to make Death by Bungie about saying negative things necessarily. I try to avoid that. The problem with that shop is the guy that does, you know, I asked him when I went in there, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here to, and I was as upbeat as possible. I was as bubbly as possible. I was all Rich Wilson, smooth, happy Rich Wilson. All Rich Wilson. <laughs> you know, 
finished his iced coffee before he got there as a courtesy, not just to me, but to you <laughs> as well, right? So, I mean, I, I, I've dealt with these people before, and when we went in there, I asked him, you know, hey, is it going to be all right if I shoot the, I want to shoot that SWAT XP. I'd like to shoot that if I could. Uh, I see you got one over there. And he said, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I can clear a spot out for you to do that. It didn't make us feel very welcomed. Didn't make me feel real welcomed. Got no personality. Got no personality. Like, smile a little bit, man. I'm here to give you money. Yeah. I was real tempted to just buy the SWAT XP and take it home and shoot it. Right? I really have been going back and forth with friends of Bungie about the SWAT XP. And I have talked to a number of people. That was by far the most requested crossbow for me to look at and consider purchasing as a successor to Bungie was the SWAT XP. I got more requests for that than any other crossbow. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Uh, I got, when I started doing this whole review process, I got more requests for that crossbow than anything else. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about that shop first. There's, let's say some good things about that shop, right? Mm -hmm. And the good things that I'll say about that shop are taxidermy. Oh, that was awesome. Talk about that. They the had a full-size grizzly bear in there. Yep. And that thing was massive. Yep. Sitting right over the crossbows. Right yeah, the crossbows. yeah. And they had some really nice tanned pelts for sale as well. That was pretty neat. What animals did you see that were pelted? Oh, they had, it was mostly raccoons, but they had a coyote and some possums and a mink. People don't sell a mink too often. Nope. I don't think. And they are, when you look at these things in real life, I think even as hunters, at least in my experience, I have less experience with like mink. I don't know if I've ever seen mink in person up close or I've had the, the opportunity to feel what mink fur feels like. And when you feel that, just brush your hand against it. It immediately makes me realize how this country was founded. And I'm not exaggerating here. This country was really founded on a fur trade. And when you feel a fox or a mink, I didn't see any beaver, but when you feel the skins of these animals, the pelts of these animals, you start to see what a valuable commodity that was, how, why that was so valuable. Holy cow, if I had a mink coat, that's a pretty soft coat. You also start to see how many mink it would take to make. A coat. Yeah, they're pretty little. They're not very big. So that's a, a thing. And you get a new appreciation for that. So I do give this shop a lot of credit for a lot of things. They even had, uh, they had a reindeer there, right? Yeah, a, a caribou. A caribou. Yeah. And I was surprised at how big that was. An opportunity to see locally a specimen like that and how big it is compared to the elk that sat right next to it. That's some pretty big animals, right? And the caribou was as big as the elk. So if not bigger. If not bigger. So yeah. you start to see what a big animal that is. What else did they have there? They had a certain Australian animal. Oh, they had... Oh, some deer, deer crossing. A bunch yeah, of them. Four deer. Four does. Or, well, four antlerless deer in April, because that's all deer probably, running across the road deer. Off into, coming out of an old cornfield, going into a woodlot on the left, full of... It's like a hemlock bottom must be over there. Okay, tell us about that uh, animal. They had some Australia. kind of... I don't exactly remember what it is, but it's similar to a kangaroo, a small It's a kangaroo. One. It's not a kangaroo. Kangaroos are big. It was a small kangaroo. This is like a wallaby or something. It's a kangaroo. They're all kangaroos. No. They're all kangaroos. It's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. Reindeer, caribou, same thing. 
kangaroo, kangamaroo, wallabaroo, whatever you call them. All same thing. But yeah, it was a little okay. guy. <laughs> I think it was just a young one. A young kangaroo. She's rolling I think it was a different animal. Jennifer's <laughs> bigger on some of these animals than I am. That is a fact. And she is uh, looking into becoming a uh, hairdresser. Right? For animals. Yeah. Dead oh, animals. yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell them, tell them what you're looking at doing. I am going to be a taxidermist. That is her plan. That is yeah. her future plan. Now we got we got a bigger plan than that. We have a whole plan for Genevieve's life set up, right? Mm-hmm. And we got that all figured out. I've got her whole life figured out. Oh yeah. yeah so don't worry about. It. We we got a we got a we got this. We got this. But she does know a lot of these animals a lot better than I do, so I would defer to her judgment on that. It is a shop that has a lot of positives and. Had a lot of selection too. But you know, when when I go to a shop that has that big a an outfit, it's that big an outfit with that big a selection, and you can't say, "Oh yeah, man, just come on back here and shoot that crossbow." You know, or give me a minute. If you can't, yeah, if, yeah, or give me give me in a half an hour. I don't care. I mean, I, I can do it or come back tomorrow if it's mm-hmm. you know. But if you're not comfortable doing that right now, and you're not looking to sell stuff, okay, and so we should talk about what it is that we're trying sell although not very well Uh, you know the other place i could have shot that i should have could have shot every crossbow there he would have gone and gotten every one of them and And then you would have gotten the other one that you already shot shoot again Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if you want to compare them he had it all set up and their shooting area out to 20 yards in the other shop this one i don't even get an opportunity to see what it looks like because they just can't be bothered to i know you don't have one for all we know (laughs) yeah it's just whatever I'm not going to work for it. They got to work for it. So, anyway, uh, crossbow selectione. What did they have? They had the following crossbow models. They had some axe crossbows made by Rage. I'm a big fan of Rage. I like the Rage. <laughs> not going to shoot their crossbows. That is not on our list of crossbows that we are at right now, right? Uh, for me to get to that crossbow manufacturer, I would have to shoot the other five on my list, and all of which we'll talk about in the context of these, in the course of these podcasts, but we'll also talk about them in the future video that we do as we move forward with choosing a crossbow. But Axe is really not one of those crossbows that's on that list. There are some things, I did a whole video on the Axe crossbow and the Faradine crossbow line of crossbows there, and there's a lot that I like about them. But they're just not on that list. I'm not saying that they're not a good crossbow. Never going to be in that mode where I'm suggesting that this is just not a crossbow that anybody should have. Because they all have their place. The axe is just not for me based on... I mean, there's just other crossbows that are more for me. Let's put it that way. That's really what it is. You know, I have a list of checked boxes that I'm looking at, you know, a list of things that I have features that I want. That that crossbow just didn't make that list. They have 10-point which I did not know that they carried because nobody around here ever told me they carried 10 point. And when the last time I was there, I don't think they worked 10 points. And, but they had a bigger selection of 10 points than anything else. And I, they had the halo. They had the, the new one with the halo scope, the Garmin scope with the zero scope. And they actually had the, that crossbow there, the brand new one that I reviewed in my website thing. Now that, that crossbow, that's in the Raven price range. And it wouldn't have been a bad idea, you know, if I, if I go to this place and shoot it, that'd be different, right? Yeah. Um, but 
I really can't do that. Can't, you, you know, you can't bother them enough. And I'm not going to sit there and force the guy to let me shoot some of these crossbows, especially when I'm not buying a crossbow today. I am looking at crossbows today. They also had, in addition to that, name another manufacturer. There was one here that looked somewhat familiar. Landshead. <laughs> oh, you got me good. All right, we will go to Landshead then. That's not the one that I was reading. You know I where know, I, you I know. Know. <laughs> We'll save that one for next or whatever. But the Landshead was there. Holy cow, we got to see a Landshead in person. To me, that's almost as big a deal as seeing the miniature kangaroo that we saw in person. Uh, that That's like a big deal. So the Landshead... Tell them about the lance head. Took a picture. The lance head is one of those limbless crossbows. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing was long. You had to step back when you took a picture of yeah. it to get yeah. the whole thing in frame. I hope that turned out. That was kind of neat. It was surprising to me seeing that crossbow in person, how long it was. That's different. That was a different thing. That's a fact. And that is not on my list either. Again, not saying, hey, you shouldn't have a lance head. Absolutely not. That's interesting technology. It's different. It's mixing things up, changing things up a little bit. And that will challenge other manufacturers to see if they can compete with things that the market determines, that consumers determine, is attractive about that crossbow. If people like the lance head, then other manufacturers are going to have to keep up with them, right? And that's, we'll see what that happens. But the Lance is relatively new to the market. And there are th things like the interchangeable skins for the Lance head, so you can change out the way it looks for different hunting conditions. There's a lot of neat things about that crossbow, and I do intend to do a video on that crossbow down the road. I was very pleased with the fact, very fortunate to have seen one in person. That's kind of neat. And if it were at a shop that allowed you to try them out, that'd be different too. Mm -hmm. um, what else we got there? There was another manufacturer... Oh, they had a bunch of Excaliburs. They had a bunch of Excaliburs, including... The Twin Strike. The Twin Strike. And I will say this about the Twin Strike. This is also in that category of crossbows that if consumers decide they like that, other manufacturers are going to have to figure out how they're going to do this. You know, is Raven going to have to eventually offer a crossbow that shoots two arrows simultaneously or one after the other in order to compete with... Excalibur. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Only the market will be able to tell us that down the road. If a lot of people buy the Twin Strike, yeah, then they're going to have to do that. If a lot of people don't buy the Twin Strike, then so be it. I will say this about the Twin Strike. I will say this. I didn't even know it was there. I didn't notice that it was a Twin Strike at and first. You're the one that eventually pointed it out to me and said, oh, that's a twin strike. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, because we were just looking at them. It looks like a regular crossbow. It looked like a regular crossbow. Yeah. It did not look twice as big. Mm -mm. It did not look gargantuan, thicker, you know, out of place. It didn't look like any of those things. It was just like, oh, there's here's where the Excaliburs are. And there was a twin strike amongst them. I think it's the micro-sized limbs, right? It does have the so. smaller limbs, but yeah. two of them. And I don't know, that crossbow... Um, was an interesting model. Now, Excalibur is one of the crossbows that I went there to shoot. Okay, that is on my list. However, the model that I wanted was not amongst them. I was, and you didn't even know this, but I was interested in a certain Excalibur model known as the Assassin 400 takedown. Uh. That is a micro-sized limbs similar to Bunge Jr., the 25-inch wide limbs. 
that doesn't, they didn't have it. So I couldn't even shoulder the thing and see if it fit me, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't even go there and not shoot it. Because. <laughs> go there and think about shooting yeah, it. Yeah, and wish that the, I was at a shop where I could shoot it. Because they didn't have it. They yeah. didn't even have it. Um, okay, so so be it. But I did learn a couple of things that are important and why that I can share in this podcast. And I learned a couple of things about those Excalibur models that I can still share that can, the, that can, that make me think that this was the right decision amongst the Excaliburs to consider. And those are, number one, I don't want a matrix with crossbow. And matrix is the time tested design from Excalibur. It's the one that's been around a while. Matrix is a big deal, okay? That's the one that it's the 30-inch wide limbs. That's one that I think that, and there's no way to get accurate data on this or anything like that, but those matrix-sized limbs have never had the breakage issues that the smaller crossbows have had, right? And it, it's just common sense why that's the case. They're a bigger limb. Yeah, right? yeah. You can pull them back farther. They're stronger. You're putting an awful lot of pressure on those little micros. But... That is not for me because when I saw the width of that crossbow, it's too similar to bungee. It's merely six inches narrower than bungee, which is six inches is a lot, but it's still six inches is six inches. It's it's still really wide at 30 inches when it is five inches wider than your crossbow. You might your as well just go all the way down. You might as well yeah. go to the, and, and, and I want to. Your crossbow is narrow enough for me. I can hunt with that crossbow that size the rest of my life. I don't need a 10-inch wide crossbow or a 7-inch wide crossbow. That is not that's, not, that's not on my checklist of things i got to have. But 25 or less is on my checklist of things I've got to have. And this visit was important because it confirmed that for me. That matrix is too wide for me. So I'm not interested in upgrading to that. If I'm going to upgrade, you know, It'd be like upgrading to a crossbow that shoots 325 feet per second. What's the point? If I'm only going from 300 to 325, what's the point? Like, that's not enough to make a difference. That's not enough to get a new crossbow. If I were to upgrade, I want to go to 350 or 400 or 450 or something. I want to go faster, right? 500. 500, maybe. Why do 450 when you can go all the way? Go all the way, man. Well, I'm not going to spend money on just a little bit faster, and I'm not going to change things up for just a little bit faster. I'm also not going to change things up for just a little bit narrower. Do you follow me? Yeah. So I'm confident now. I'm correct. The matrix is too wide for me. I want the micro limb size, which is 25. And I want something that's 25 or under. Right? So that was a valuable visit for that reason. We also learned about the twin strike, so it was valuable for that too. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to point out though is the... I was a little leery of the 400. They make two assassins. Okay, one assassin is a 400 micro sized takedown model the whole bit, right? Mm-hmm. So that crossbow is going to be about the size of Bungie Jr. The other one is a 420 takedown, so you're gaining 20 feet per second, but that one is a matrix sized crossbow, 30 inches wide. I was kind of interested and still on the fence about that matrix width until I saw it in person, but the extra 20 feet per second, that alone isn't what I'm deciding it on. I'm deciding it on the fact that we've got 280, 300, 400, not 400, but 280 to 320 pound draw weights 
on those little micro limbs, right? I'm, I'm fine with that. But I was a little bit leaning toward those matrix limbs because I figured they could handle that greater draw weight better. And they probably can, right? Yeah, yeah. But what did we notice, and I finally got to see in person, about the micro limbs on the Assassin, at least, okay, on the micro 400 suppressor that is not available on some of the other models. It's available, I believe, on the Assassins, but it's not available like on the, the 360 takedown or on the, on the Twin Strike. Oh, it had the armored tips, is it? And the tips are a lot fatter and thicker and stronger looking than the more traditional style. They are indeed. And when you see them side by side, and I shot a little video of it, uh, when you see them side by side, you can see that difference, can't you? Yeah. And the, the limb itself flares out to the tip, so it's got a little bit more mass leading up to the tip, but the tips themselves are thicker, and they have a deeper cut for the string, which kind of like the strings, the, the grooves for the Excalibur on Bungie, for example, are, they're pretty narrow groups. They, they're pretty shallow. They aren't real deep, but you know, that's fine. It certainly is suitable for Bungie. That's not a problem, but when you get to these, you got a lot more pressure on those limbs, a lot more tension on those limbs. I think you do want to have more strength there. And I think that the reason we have those is to avoid breakages. That's been Excalibur's answer to the serious number of breakages that they've had. And maybe, it, I don't know, the breakages, there's a lot of causes for that. I'm not going to go into that in this podcast. but So I, I learned a lot about Excalibur by looking at these. There was one more manufacturer. We have reached our home where we're going to take a bathroom break and then get back on the road for our crossbow triathlon. <laughs> The great crossbow triathlon, <laughs> but so we've, we've driven to two parts of the county already, and we've got a third part of the county to visit before we're done. The other model that they had that I was pretty hot on was that SWAT XP. I did shoulder that. That is a bullpup design. Talked about that in the other podcast. But what that essentially does is it moves the action back behind the trigger, so you're, the safety's back by your cheek. I don't know about that, but I got to tell you. I liked that SWAT XP. Holding that up, I really did not mind that crossbow. And I'd half mind to buy that and take it out of there. But, you know, I, I want to shoot one first. I'm mm -hmm. not going to, you know, what if that particular model is broken or something, right? That particular one that was on the oh, and the, shop. On the, on the, the arrows wall. weren't even in the quiver right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going there on. There was one. It was a four, it had four slots in it. Yep, four and arrow quiver. There's one arrow... Oh, Northern Flicker. Yep, we're sitting in the driveway and a Northern Flicker just flew in here with very bright yellow underwings. Yeah, when I turned his head, I could see the red head. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway, it had four arrow slots and the field point end of one of the arrows was in slot number two, but the fletchings were in slot three. Yeah. So it was crooked and so two rubbing them, against all the others. Four and, arrow oh. quiver, three arrows in it. Two of them, two of them were in right. One of them was in wrong. I just like, like you can't what is even going do on? that right. Yeah, and, and it was very dusty on the shelf, which I get. The stirrup, the SWAT XP is can stand it up. It's got like a built-in stirrup. I like stand. that stirrup. I really like. There's yeah. a lot about that crossbow. I like. I like that in the video when I looked at. it. I liked it on the website and in person. I liked it. And we stood it up, and then Genevieve's like, "Oh, it stands up." I'm like, "Yeah, it's you know, and it's sturdy." Yeah. Like it'll yeah. sit right there in front of you in a blind. Doesn't have to lean up against the blind. Doesn't have to lean up against your leg. It's just ready when ready for action. When and you're ready, you're, it's ready. 
if the bottoms of your boots are wet or whatever, that thicker stirrup, I think, would have it slide around a lot less. Correct. Your boot, it doesn't need to go through this. So you yeah. can have winter boots where just you can put on the side of your foot, right? Mm -hmm. Those can also be rope cocked. Hence, huh. the stirrup. Now, yeah. uncocking the SWAT XP, I think, is an issue. Uncocking, I'm kind of soft on that. I don't care about that so much. Because in a backyard, 100% of the time, I'm going to shoot it. So that's not an issue. Hunting, which is, you know, we're talking at most like two dozen times at most for me anymore. Like there, there's been times when I hunted 44 days. The one I think was the most I ever did during a hunting season. And I hunted throughout the whole season. I was, and I over hunted the property when I did that. It was all on the same property, but that was when I first got in. So I was so excited. And that's a lot of days to be in the woods. And that might be 60 to 80 different times where you've got to decock that crossbow if you didn't shoot it. Right. So, Maybe that would get tedious with a decocking arrow, having to shoot that into the ground. But in reality, having a decocking arrow... That's not I, the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't change. To me, my life would be disrupted more if we if I had to use a crank in the backyard than if I had to use a decocking arrow in the woods. Does mm -hmm. that kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then again, the raven cocking that thing... If you can get the handle off, he had trouble with the handle, getting the handle off, and so did I. This is yeah. at the first shop. And yeah. This really should have been in our first podcast. Other than that, cocking that thing was seamless. So the cranks are, and yours, you know, you get a hand, you get used to it. You know, the built-in crank, routine. I think, you know, a built-in crank is more convenient, but it adds to the weight of the crossbow. Although the Raven didn't feel particularly heavy. It felt similar to yours. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. But anyway. And the handle, it just slides right back onto the side of the crossbow. So you're not going to lose it. It's yeah. attached to the crossbow. Yeah, so that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. Here you can get a crank for these SWAT XPs. I think that's the one we looked at where the crank looked a little chintzy. Yeah, like plastic. <laughs> it looked like, like a toy. Like I'm like, I don't know if I want to cock the crossbow yeah, with that thing. Hold but, that away from your face a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> like, here you do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do one of those yeah. cranks. I think for the most part that, it must be stable or whatever, I guess. I don't know. But I like the idea of being able to rope cock that. And you can do that at least with the with the SWAT XP. SWAT XP, nice little crossbow. Really wish I could have shot it. Would have been a way to really complete today. But unfortunately, it was not in the cards. And I got half mind to go back there and tell that guy to clean out his shop so I can shoot that crossbow. <laughs> I don't know. But that pretty much covered. Oh, and they were out of Ravens. At yeah. this shop. Yeah. yeah. This shop was out of Ravens. So, although they have in the past carried Ravens, I had always dealt with this other shop for Ravens, right? The one that we talked about in the last podcast. Those guys, top notch. We had a great morning going up there and shooting and talking to him and everything. So, that turned out real nice. Uh, the second place here, not so much, but I learned a lot just the same. Mm -hmm. whether, whether they like it or not, I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, and hopefully, we did a pretty good podcast here. We're going to take another break, hit the road again. What do you think? That, that sound like a good plan? Yeah. All right. I'll wrap this one up. Okay. Until next time. All hail Bungie. Bungie. And Lancehead. Oh. <laughs>